Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is January 2nd, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And if you missed yesterday's podcast, then Happy New Year to you. Hope that uh, you got your New Year started off with friends and family and had an enjoyable day yesterday. Uh, I certainly did. Got to uh, get the family together to celebrate my mother's birthday, and I, again, was not allowed to tell her age, but let's just say uh, it may possibly, the rumor is it could be above 80, but uh, she has not let any of us see her license in quite some time. So anyway, uh, it was an interesting day yesterday for those that that did play uh, NBA DFS. I did wear my all black today, the black hat and the black Coach Talk shirt because I'm not happy with the way things turned out yesterday. It was a crazy mess as the day went on, multiple changes, guys in, guys out. And I know that's the norm, but it was just even a little bit exaggerated yesterday. And we had touched on all the right guys, that's for sure. Just one of those odd DFS days where all of the combinations didn't come together right on you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo!, but if you look at the Diallos and all the big you know, guys that we uh, talked about on the podcast and then utilized in some of the lineups, they just didn't align properly. And, you know, when you have to make a lot of changes during the slate, uh, it, it can get a little bit rough. So anyway, yesterday was a good a good experience, a learning experience and, and definitely have to, uh, you know, focus on making sure that there's a lot of pivotal spots that you can make that in case things change as the slates go on, uh, you can adjust and go. But we're ready to attack this slate. It's a six-game main slate. And again, the Sunday start time is an hour earlier than normal. It's a 6 p.m. Uh, start. So we have three 6 p.m. Eastern starts, two seven, and then we have that two-and-a-half-hour uh, sit down, waiting for the 9.30 Eastern game to start. But I do like the slate much better today. I like the fact that we have uh, a really solid six games. And then tomorrow's even better. Super excited for that one. It's a 10-gamer. And, you know, once I get into the double-digit in games, I think our level and our edge goes up. So really happy about these next two slates and want to attack this uh, – very aggressively today. A um, couple of things. If you want to join us, it's dfscoachtalk.com. You can join uh, today as the, the last that you'll be able to get the 2022 special. It's uh, 22 bucks for two full weeks, all access, uh, everything Coach Talk. So if you get it today, uh, you'll get two Sunday footballs in there with a two-week membership. So uh, we do have a few spots left there. And you'll see that offer on our website, dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, also, if you want to just dabble in it, you want to catch football today and basketball uh, the next couple of days here, uh, you can do a three-day for $10. So uh, we'd love to have you join us uh, without question. And uh, it's a great time. We've been red hot. It's been an awesome holiday period uh, for our Coach Talk family. All right, last thing, if you're watching on YouTube, thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, and uh, give us a quick comment. Just, you know, what you thought of the pod, if you have a question, anything like that. That those, uh, 
that combination of those three things really helps us move up the algorithm on YouTube. And while you're at it, hit that little uh, bell button in the upper corner. That alarm will give you an alert every time one of our NFL, NBA, PGA podcasts post, which they're all up and going now that we have PGA back uh, with that uh, initial Hawaii swing coming. So exciting stuff. Great time to be part of Coach Talk. Uh, we uh, are announcing, I believe Joe Stanton has announced uh, the winner of our three-day membership, or I'm sorry, our full week membership for our audio podcast listeners uh, that was awarded on the 31st. Uh, we've just started our January uh, contest. And if you give us a five stars on any of our audio podcast landing sites uh, and a quick comment, then you're in a drawing for a full week all-access membership uh, to Coach Talk. So you have the rest of January to jump in that. All right. Without any further ado, we're going to dive into this six-game main slate, and we're going after it with a reckless abandon, actually a controlled abandon, if there's such a thing, even those, those words do not fit together. All right, Indiana Pacers at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland favored by three and a half, two eleven and a half total. Um, interesting game here. One hundred four implied for Indiana. One hundred seven point five implied for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Indiana comes in at fourteen and twenty-two. The Cavs at a solid twenty and sixteen. But they lost Ricky Rubio this past week, which is not going to help matters. As far as the news here, we know who's out for Indiana. It's Brogdon, Duarte, Jackson, Lamb, Martin, McConnell, and Warren. Uh, we have one questionable designation for Cleveland. That's Dylan Windler. And three guys out, Garland, Osman, and the newly acquired Rajon Rondo. He will not be making his appearance today. Uh, statistically speaking, in this matchup, We've got both teams on an island game. Uh, we've got Indiana 21st in pace and Cleveland 16th. So that's what's keeping that 211.5 total down. Indiana, a little bit below average defensively at 20th. The Cleveland Cavaliers are all the way up to third. So they have really gotten it done. A uh, couple of things here. Karis Levert, he's been terrific. Uh, without Brogdon on the court, he basically is one of those ultra-scoring point guard slash point guard kind of positions. I love him today in this matchup. I think he's a terrific play. He is 9-2, which, you know, is actually he should have been in the nines for quite some time now, and we've got him as a bargain, but I still think he is well worth it at 9-2. Uh, the two bigs are also in place, Sabonis at 9-8 and Miles Turner at 6-8. Uh, you know, you can go with one or the other. I wouldn't go both directions. And then you have some other secondary options here. Justin Holiday is a very fair 4.5. I like him a lot as a value play. Uh, O'Shea Brissett at 4.2 off the bench is a good option. Dwayne Washington at 3.3, also a possibility as a, a value uh, pay down play. So definitely some, some good options here on the Indiana side price-wise. For Cleveland, you know, we're back to probably Pangos at center again. He hasn't done a phenomenal job, but at 3-7, you can uh, consider him before 
uh, Rondo takes over in the next game. So this could be the last hurrah for Pangos. Uh, after that, Markkinen at 5-9 is a possibility. Certainly uh, Evan Mobley at 7-5 and Jared Allen at 9-1, uh, both in play. So you've got the double bigs here, really four centers going at it with Sabonis, Turner, Mobley, and Allen. And uh, I think having some exposure there is, is a, a decent idea. Uh, certainly not overplaying those guys, uh, but I think you can consider them. Kevin Love at 7-8, probably coming off the bench, a little pricey, but he has been good, uh, somebody that you can consider. All right, game two, like I said, uh, also a 6 o'clock game. It's the Orlando Magic versus the Boston Celtics. We have a double-digit favorite here at 11.5 for Boston. That 216 total gives Orlando an implied 102.25, 113.75 for the Boston Celtics. Orlando comes in 7-29. and 29. The Celtics come in 17-19. and 19. So interesting uh, matchup here. The question is, does it blow out? We, you know, we're not sure. There's only everybody's an island game except for two teams today, Orlando being one of them. They're on the first night of a back to back. And in the next game, Miami's on the first night of a back to back. Everybody else solo game. So Orlando, you know, how are they going to be affected by this? We will see. They've got three guys uh, on the questionable list. That's Gravit, Bomba and Mulder. So we do need news. We'll have it before lock. And that will help. Uh, the who's who of Orlando guys that are out are Anthony, Carter Williams, Fultz, Isaac, Lopez, Moore, Okiki, and Suggs. Rough, rough, rough uh, COVID for them. Boston uh, also has some big, big question marks that, uh, you know, we can't really dive into this game till we have because you have Schroeder as probable. But Tatum and Robert Williams, questionable. Uh, obviously, we need to know that. Freedom and Naismith are out. So um, definitely, it's going to be all news all, all afternoon waiting for that information on both sides in that game. Statistically speaking, Pace, Orlando 9, Boston 18. And we have um, 27th defense in Orlando. So that's a big plus uh, for Boston. Boston is eighth. So we've got a lot of things to unpack here, but most of it we have to wait until we get the news. Uh, if Tim Frazier starts at point, you could talk about him at 3-8. R.J. Hampton off the bench at 5-K. Gary Harris has been playing big minutes at 5-2. Uh, but the, really the two best players that have been consistent for them are uh, Franz Wagner at 7 and Wendell Carter Jr. at 7-5. If Mo Bamba's back with no restrictions, he's six, and we can at least talk about him a little bit. On the Boston side, you know, it's all about, you know, Tatum doesn't play. Brown at 9-3, certainly a play. Uh, if, he, if Tatum's back, I'm not going to go there. Uh, Horford's a play at 7-1 for me, more so if Robert Williams sits. If Williams is in, he's up to 7-3 now, so he's a little bit out of that bargain range that we're used to with him. Um, and then Schroeder at 6-2, I can see him in play if Tatum sits, 
uh, but we need to see how that news uh, rolls out. So we won't waste any other time there. Uh, we'll be following it closely. I know everybody's watching NFL and glued to that throughout the afternoon, but I will be scouring NBA all afternoon, watching any player news whatsoever, and I'll be posting it in our Discord. So join us in Discord, dfscoachtalk.com, or if you want to uh, hit us up on Twitter, we're at dfscoachtalk. If you want to uh, come directly to me, I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E. S-A-R-V-A-D-I. All right, the next game, the last of the three 6 o'clock games, it's the Miami Heat and the Sacramento Kings. The Heat are a three-and-a-half-point favorite with a 219-and-a-half total, 111.5 implied for Miami, 108 implied for the Sacramento Kings. <clears throat> as far as their records, Miami comes in 23-and-13, Sacramento at 15 and 22. Uh, the Miami list here is a mile long. Sacramento barely touched by this right now. They have a questionable tag on Terrence Davis, so he may play. And then Rashawn Holmes is out. So that's an important piece of information there. But that's it. Other than that, Sacramento is good to go. Miami, not so much. Uh, we have uh, Dwayne Dedman is likely to play. A big impact for your saving if Deadman's going to take a bunch of those minutes away. Uh, we're going to keep an eye on that one. But here's all the guys that are out for Miami. Adebayo, Cheatham, Garrett, Haslam, Morris, Okpala, Oladipo, Robinson, Struess, Tucker, and Vincent. Craziness. All kinds of information there. Um, if we look statistically here, Again, uh, we've got Miami on the first night of a back-to-back, -back, uh, so that does affect. Spolster does protect his guys, but I'm not sure how much he can with all those guys uh, ruled out. Um, Sacramento Island game for them. Miami's 26th in pace, Sacramento's third. So vice versa here. Miami, huge pace up, so big plus for them. Big pace down for Sacramento. Uh, so some of those mid-level plays that we've been hammering on Sacramento, not quite as conducive, especially since Miami's uh, defense is ranked seventh, uh, whereas Sacramento's is 25th. So the guys that are playing for Miami, nice mixture statistically of, of really liking some of these guys. Kyle Lowry in play at 8-4, Tyler Hero at 7-4, no problem playing, paying the 10K tag for Jimmy Butler either. I think he's a terrific play. And then we have to see what happens exactly with Deadman because Yurt Saban's all the way up to 6'5". So if Deadman's back, that's going to be uh, a spot I'm not going to go to. I will say, though, Caleb Barton is at 4'9". He's thrown in some really solid games for Miami as the, uh, the year's gone on. Uh, De'Aaron Fox has consistently let me down. So I'm getting off the Fox bandwagon, which means this will probably be the game he blows up and goes crazy. But it is what it is. I cannot continue to have to post that Fox picture in uh, our Discord and be angry about it. So not going to go with Fox at 7-2, especially against the Heat with their good defense and slow pace. Halliburton just a bit too pricey for me in this matchup at 8-1. But you do have some great deals here. Harrison Barnes at 6'1", Marvin Bagley at 4'6", 
and Damian Jones at the Deadman 3K. Uh, Alex Len also at 3.2K. So those are all guys that are really on my list of uh, potential potential values uh, saves here. I want to see for sure who's starting between Len and Jones. Uh, that may have some effect or they may split. But I think Bagley and Barnes really both step up here as, as really solid plays and will definitely make a lot of my lineups to, to make the salary work. All right, <clears throat> we move on to the next one. It's the first of two 7 o'clock games. The Phoenix Suns at the Charlotte Hornets. And as usual, the Charlotte Hornets game blows away everybody else. Uh, it, the only other game that's even close is Minnesota, L.A. late. But this Phoenix-Charlotte game, it's Phoenix by only two and a half because it's at Charlotte, and it's a 229 total. And you got 115.75 implied for Houston, 113.25 uh, for Charlotte. So really nice DFS game as far as uh, things are looking for the numbers right now. Um, this Phoenix comes in at 27 and 8. Charlotte's still two games above 500 at 19 and 17. Um, as far as uh, questionable tags, very important. We need to know what Jalen Smith's status is. He's questionable. He absolutely crushed it for us last time out. Really good rookie. Uh, we need to see if he's playing and if he has any type of uh, minutes restriction. Questionable tag on Chandler Hutchison. Haven't heard his name in quite some time for Phoenix. The guys that are out, Aiton, Crowder, Kaminsky, McGee, Nader, and Sarch. So, you know, with Aiton and McGee out, if Jalen Smith's a go, uh, he's he's going to be impossible to probably avoid. He'll be chalk again, but we need to see and make sure he's going to get the minutes. We'll keep a close eye on that, and we'll be reporting that in Discord. For Charlotte, important piece here, Miles Bridges, questionable. And also P.J. Washington questionable. And that affects their rotation big time. Only Carey and Lewis, guys that aren't in the rotation in Charlotte, are out. So Charlotte, if those two guys come back, Bridges and Washington, they're going to have a full squad to take on this Phoenix team. A nice part about this, you've got two of the top four pace teams in the entire league. That's why you have this big 229 number. Phoenix is fourth. Charlotte is second. Problem with Phoenix is they're second in the league in defense. So that definitely stings the Charlotte Hornets a bit. And I did not mean to make a dad joke there, but it is uh, a definite detriment to some of the Charlotte prices here because some of them are priced up. The good thing for Phoenix, though, and why they're a big target today, Charlotte not only has that second paced offense, but they're 28th in team defensive efficiency. So that brings a whole lot of guys into play. You've got Chris Paul at 7-4, Devin Booker 8-5, Br Mikhail Bridges 4-7, Cam Johnson at 5-4, and Jalen Smith, if he's a go, at 5K. Love all those guys. I mean, I, I don't see how you can not love the prices uh, on every one of them, and I think they're all uh, a possibility for me. I could easily have two sons minimum in my lineups, uh, even in cash. I think two Suns for sure uh, at that pricing in this perfect matchup are good plays. 
You can even talk a little bit about Cameron Payne at 4-4 off the bench. And if Smith doesn't go, then we got to shuffle the deck here and figure out, you know, which big is going to get minutes uh, for the Suns. So join us in Discord for all that as it unfolds today. For Charlotte, you have a pretty expensive Lamelo Ball at 9-5. Probably going to get some Paul defense, which isn't really wanting me, exciting me to pay up to that big price. Terry Rozier can throw in a monster game like he did the last time. Uh, he's been a bit inconsistent, but at 6-7, certainly worth a consideration because when he gets hot, he is a streak player. Gordon Hayward at 6-9, you know, doable. Miles Bridges at 7-2 if he plays with no restrictions, also a doable commodity. And, uh, you know, if P.J. Washington plays, I'm not going to go Mason Plumley at all. But if he sits again, you know, you may have extra minutes for Mason Plumley uh, playing a center against a Phoenix team that's really hurting uh, underneath on the glass. So we're going to follow that one because Plumley's only 5'5 and uh, could be a solid play. Um, really good game. I think exposure here, no doubt about it. Phoenix, I think, could be the best DFS uh, team of the day. All right, we have the other 7 o'clock game. It's the Dallas Mavericks and Oklahoma City Thunder. Dallas is an 8.5-point favorite, believe it or not. And uh, that's because the Mr. Luka Doncic has retur is returning. So the big question, is he the main payup, or is he going to get a restriction of minutes uh, coming back from being off for quite some time? Dallas is eight and a half point favorite, but it's only a 209 and a half total. So almost 20 points lower than the last game. So that really, I mean, that's a bunch of DFS points uh, possibly being left on the table. Um, we've got an implied total of 109 for Dallas and 100.5 for Oklahoma City. The record's coming in Dallas 17 and 18, Oklahoma City 13 and 22. We have a questionable tag on Frank Nidalekina. Uh, we have a doubtful tag, which means out for Porzingis. He's, I don't think he'll play. Also out, Burke, Cauley Stein, Knight, Boban, McLaughlin, and Thomas. For Kansas, uh, Oklahoma City, you've got a probable tag on Lou Dort, who will guard Doncic. Then you've got uh, Krejci. Man, both probable. Basley, Shea, Gilgus, Alexander, out. And James Robinson Earl in the multiple names. Both guys out. So interesting matchup here. Two teams that have been all over the board, up, down, and backwards. But let's try to make some sense here. Dallas is 27th in pace. That's not great. Oklahoma City, 10th. Uh, defensive efficiency, dead middle of the pack. They're 15th and 16th. So island game for both, you know, who knows here? Do you go to Luca at 10-8? You know, there's not as many pay-up options as there usually are. Six-game slate. If Luca's, you know, full go, certainly can consider him uh, at 10-8. I wouldn't have said that in the Carlisle days because he always eased everybody back. Things have been a little bit different for Kid, so we'll see how much run he's going to get. Um, 
you know, they, the spread is also closing in on double digits at eight and a half, nine. So, you know, that's another consideration. The jury's out on Luca. If I was to put a lineup in right now, I probably wouldn't go there, but I am considering it as value continues to open. Uh, after that, you know, does Brunson go back to the bench at 7-7? That's the big question. Uh, that would take him out of play for me. I think he should start alongside, alongside Doncic. Have no idea why they don't do that, uh, but we'll see. Let's see what that news brings. Bullocks, 3-8. Uh, he hasn't done a thing. Finney Smith at 5-8. Now that Luke is back, I wouldn't go there. <clears throat> the bigs are the problem. You know, you get a lot of value, but you don't get any production. Kleba's 3-7. Powell is 4-2. You know, Marquise Chris, 3-1. I'm just not jumping out of my seat for any of those guys. So uh, we'll see what the starting lineup's going to look like but not really high on the Mavs here uh, at all. Oklahoma City, uh, it's a little different. I like Ty Jerome at 4-2. Uh, when Shea doesn't play, he's usually uh, the guy that steps up the most. Definitely in consideration there. Aaron Wiggins has been getting really good minutes at 4-1. We should get the return of Josh Giddy. Uh, and without Shea, he's usually the leader on the floor. Good assist numbers. I just want to make sure he's going to get full run. Uh, Dort, probable, you know, 6K numbers, not bad. Uh, and he'll be chasing around Luca, but, you know, a lot of times his defense will bring him some offense. So he's not out of question uh, for me. Uh, they're not no cup of tea at the big man spot either. You know, right now it's Roby at 3-8. If Kenrich Williams can play at 3-9, you'll get maybe – uh, Derek Favors, if he can get in there, Muscala, it's really ugly mess, to be honest with you. These two teams are not the best DFS teams going. But I do think Ty Jerome is, and Josh Giddy are the two guys especially that I would consider uh, for the Thunder. All right, last game, the big two-and-a-half-hour delay for the 9.30 Minnesota versus the L.A. Lakers. L.A. is favored by eight. It's a 224-and-a-half total. Minnesota, 108.25 implied. The Lakers, a big fat, 116.25. Minnesota comes in at 16 and 19. The Lakers at 18 and 19. As far as injury designations for Minnesota, you have right as probable. And then important, couple of important questionables. Anthony Edwards and Jared Vanderbilt, both questionable. So those are going to be key pieces of news. Torian Prince, also questionable. The two studs that are out for Minnesota, D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. For the Lakers, LeBron James listed as probable for the nine millionth time in a row. Uh, he'll be in. And then the three guys remaining out for them, Davis, Nunn, and Valentine. So interesting here. Statistically, we have Minnesota as the fifth best pace. And the Lakers, number one. So that's why you got a 224.5 total and why this game, along with Phoenix and Charlotte, will be the biggest stack games on the slate. I think this game actually will get the most coverage uh, in DFS ownership. Um, defensively, though, not bad. 13th for Minnesota, 12th for the Lakers. You know, somewhat average, a little bit better than average. 
but you know, not enough to really curtail these two teams and the speed they're going to play with. First guy you have to talk about very simply is LeBron James. I mean, the dude's been historic the last 10 days or week. I mean, since AD went down, uh, just 70, 80 burgers. I mean, the guy's going ballistic. And he is 12K in this matchup, um, which is a lot. But I don't know. I mean, I'm looking really seriously at it. I mean, it does affect things. You know, you've got to pretty much make a decision. Uh, you know, if you want to go with LeBron there and just pick up some serious uh, uh, value throughout the slate, you can do that. Or, you know, if you fade LeBron, which is dangerous, it could cost you. There's no question. You know, it allows you to tinker with more of a medium build and guys like Jimmy Butler and, you know, and guys like that. Uh, or, but for me, you know, he's 1200 more than Luca. It's no brainer, you know, over Luca. I would take LeBron in a minute, but guys that it's two, three, 4,000 savings that are still really strong plays, you know, it does allow you a different build. And uh, that's what I'm going to really look into here uh, as the day goes on and we get the final news. But, you know, you have to talk about LeBron first. Plus, you know, with their team being dinged up, I, you know, it's it's very uh, tough to avoid. Russ, 10-3, a little too much for me. I think Monk's been solid at 4-9. Um, after that, really don't trust anybody else. I don't think Carmelo Anthony's a bad play, though, at 5-1. You know, even if it's off the bench, uh, he's an instant offense kind of guy. And I think at least get some consideration here. On the Minnesota side, you know, you, you can go for those mid-level guys. You've got Malik Beasley at 6'3", uh, Jared Vanderbilt if he plays at 5'1", and then a really good value center play in Nas Reed at 5K. And it's not like they're going to play Nas off the court if they go small and play LeBron at center because Nas, you know, can play the four. He's He can hit threes. He's not just a stick him on the block kind of center. So I think his minutes are pretty safe here. Uh, he'll be backed up by Nathan Knight, who has had a, a nice week of, of uh, DFS as well. Um, so I think, you know, Anthony Edwards is the other guy at 8-3, seems like the obvious play on the Minnesota side without D'Angelo Russell and Cat. You know, he's one of the three uh, of their big tough threesomes. So uh, Anthony Edwards at 8-3, definitely in consideration for me. Uh, I'm not sure who they guard him with if they try to put Avery Bradley on him. I just think he's a little bit too tall and a little bit too strong uh, for Bradley. So interesting game here and an important game to have, um, you know, some coverage. But is that coverage uh, going to constitute putting LeBron James in is going to be the million dollar question. So that is it, my friends. A solid six game slate. I think there's some great contests. I love Sunday NBA because you get a lot of that leak over NFL uh, guys that don't follow the NBA that close. And it really gives you some chance to, to make some quality uh, wins, especially in the cash games uh, with some of that loose money coming over. So fantastic. Enjoy the games. Enjoy NFL today. We're looking to crush both NFL and NBA. Uh, again, you have until 6 p.m. lock. We'll be on at 535 with uh, coaches, DFS 
coaches clipboard, which is gives you the five main plays on DraftKings with a group of other players that you can fill in to make a full roster. And then we'll have a full lineup for you, both uh, on Yahoo and FanDuel for cash and GPP, two different lineups for both. So we're going to give you everything we've got. We're going after it strong um, and definitely looking forward to this slate tonight. Also, tomorrow's going to be a terrific slate, 10 Gamer. I'll be on covering uh, that one uh, also and uh, look forward to talking with you guys on that one tomorrow and gals. So, all right, appreciate you spending this time with me. Uh, have a great day. And uh, we'll be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.